0: Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's word to be empowered and challenged today. Well, after selling his pickup truck, a 22-year-old man named Wesley decided, hey, man, I want that truck back. And so Wesley and a few of his friends went and beat up the guy that they sold the truck to. And then they jumped in A getaway car and it was a green Nissan and the muggers thought that they had a foolproof plan all we got to do is cover this green Nissan in some black spray paint and by changing their cars color they were able to outrun the police for about five hours but unfortunately as Wesley and his buddies headed north into Washington, they never bothered to change the North Dakota license plate. And the police easily spotted their getaway car, and Wesley was sentenced to one year in jail. Now, uh, this is a ridiculous uh, sort of a thing that he does. But uh, the question is, is it any less ridiculous when we try to spray paint over our lives instead of allowing Christ to transform us from the inside out. You see, the thief in the story is similar to us when when we choose to live with unconfessed and unrepented sin, like the thief that painted the green car black to cover his robbery. Some of us paint our sin gray to cover our wrongs. Some of us make the decision to live with sin by redefining it. It ain't really sin if you just put it this way. We think that by calling our sin something else, we could create a comfy gray area for our sin to live in. When we redefine our sin, we buy the lie that I could love God and I could love my sin and live guilt free. But to redefine sin is to buy the bait of sin. And we know that sin always leads the Christian to more and more misery. Instead of bringing us to holiness, sin leads us to hard-heartedness. And instead of filling us with joy, sin fills us with shame. Instead of pushing us towards fellowship with God... Sin persuades us to hide from God. And if it were not for the grace of God, sin would lead us to live at a distance from God forever. David noticed. Something had to change. He noticed that something about his relationship with sin had to change. Something about his relationship with God had to change. So David prays to God and in David's prayer, we discover three essential steps toward finding true repentance. Three steps towards walking back to God. If we desire to... Turn away from our sin and to go back home to God. And first, we we must be willing to risk missing out on our sin for something better. We must be willing to risk missing out on our sin for something better. You might be saying, "Well, wait a minute, brother. I mean, what's better than my sin? God's forgiveness." God's forgiveness is brought to us by his faithful love. And David appeals for forgiveness based on God's faithful love. God's faithful love refers to God's faithfulness to an unfaithful people. His loyalty to a disloyal people. God's unearned favor towards ill-deserving sinners. Notice I didn't say undeserving as though we don't deserve nothing but ill-deserving because we actually do deserve something we deserve God's wrath we deserve God's judgment and David knows that the penalty for both adultery and murder under the old testament law is death Leviticus 2010 David knows that death is the only thing that he truly deserves. so he starts his prayer in an unusual way. He cries out, be gracious to me, God. David starts his prayer by immediately acknowledging his guilt and his desperate need for God's gracious response. David says, Lord, be, be gracious to me. David is asking God to show gracious kindness to him. He knows that he deserves, uh, 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 he knows that he doesn't deserve forgiveness. David knows that even though he's the king of Israel, he's not entitled to God's forgiveness. Sometimes we, we sin and then we treat God as though he owes us forgiveness. Forgiveness is based solely on the grace and mercy of God. And that's what makes his grace So amazing. As believers, the more we recognize sin in our lives, the happier we should be. In Psalm 32, David talks about the joy of forgiveness. And he says, how joyful is the one whose transgression is forgiving, whose sin is covered. How joyful is a person whom the Lord does not charge with iniquity. You see, God's forgiveness is better than our sin. His forgiveness produces more joy than our sin ever could. Amen? But David knows that there's more to receiving God's forgiveness than God's kindness towards us. The stain of David's sin still remains. We see that David's next step in finding genuine a uh, genuine repentance is to recognize that his guilt and sin needs to be washed away, needs to be removed. And verse 1b, David says, Lord, blot out my rebellion, completely wash away my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. Hmm? You see, true repentance requires or makes the request for God to remove our guilt and sin. True repentance requests for God to remove our guilt and sin. Guilt can be a miserable thing, huh? Come on now, come on somebody. Guilt can be a miserable thing. Sometimes feeling guilty or feeling like you've done something wrong could just just eat away at you. How do you deal with feeling bad or feeling guilty about your sin? We need to answer the question, why do I feel bad about my sin? Do I feel bad because I truly hate my sin and how it has caused me to distance myself from the love of God? Or am I more concerned with the guilty feelings of my sin? The consequences of my sin, the embarrassment of my sin, the shame of my sin, getting caught in my sin, the fact that people might look at me differently because of my sin. Or do I feel bad for the right reasons? Because I have grieved the Holy Spirit of God. And my sin has taken me away from the God who not only created me but loves me. David recognizes what his sin has done and he says, Lord, wash away my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. Lord, remove the wrongs I have done and help me to be done with that sin. David is comparing himself to, a, uh, to the laundry and the dirty clothes basket. And he's saying, God, wash me thoroughly. And if I come out of the washing machine and I'm still not clean, wash me again. Wash me thoroughly. And if you're here today and you are not yet a believer in the God of Christianity, I just want to say here at this point that only the gospel, only the good news could reveal to us the the debt that we stood against. Only the gospel could show us the price that God had to pay in order to wash away our sin. See, God, in the beginning, created a good world, a perfect world. And the man and woman he created lived under God's rule. And all of a sudden, the man and the woman decided to go their own way. We want to live life our way. And their decision brought pollution to our world. Their decision brought sin to our world. It brought disease to our world. It brought uh, war to our world. It brought murder to our world. And so God said, I got to do something about this. And so in order to save man from sin, God sent him. Himself. He sent his son as the God-man. And Jesus as the God-man came to save the world and to restore it back to its original good. And Christ, the God-man, paid the price to remove the stain of our sin. In Colossians 2.14, Paul is writing about the God-man Jesus. And in verse 14, he says, he erased. The certificate of debt with its obligations that was against us and opposed to us. And has taken it away by nailing it to the cross. He has taken away the stain of our sin by nailing it to the cross. So in light of Jesus living the perfect sinless life that we could never live, going to the cross and dying in our place and then rising from the grave, how ought we to respond? Romans 6 tells us, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. We walk in newness of life by turning away from the grave of our old life of sin and putting our trust in Jesus as the one who has washed away our sins. And lastly, if we are going to return home to our loving father, we must understand that true repentance accepts full responsibility for our sins. By confessing our sin. True repentance accepts full responsibility for our sin by confessing our sin. David in this prayer leaves no wiggle room for himself. There is no place to hide. There is no gray. He's coming fully out and surrendering to God. For at least one year, we know that David attempted to cover up his sin. He tracked He he tried to cover it up by uh, having Uriah to go back home and to sleep with his wife so that the baby looked like it's Uriah's and not his. He tried to cover up his sin by having Uriah killed in battle, hoping that nobody would know that he committed adultery with Uriah's wife while Uriah was still alive. David knew in his heart of hearts that what he had did And the way he was living was wrong. And he thought that by pretending, everything would be okay. But if we are truly God's people, we would never find peace in pretense. David said in verse 3, for I am conscious of my rebellion and my sin is always before me. Against you, you alone I have sinned and done this evil in your sight. So you are right when you pass sentence. You are blameless when you judge. Here we see David's confession. He says, I have sinned and done this evil in your sight. In confessing his sin, David recognizes that he has sinned against God himself. He acknowledges God's right to judge him. While his sin may have involved other people and harmed other people, David is primarily concerned with his offense against God. David is laser focused on what he's done wrong and how his actions offended God. He doesn't blame his actions on somebody else. He doesn't say, well, if they didn't do that, then I wouldn't have did it. You know, they caused me to do it. No, David understands that in order for him to go back home to God, he must take full responsibility for his own sin. He refused to stay in hiding and live with unconfessed sin. And in Psalm 32, talking about the same situation, David said, when I kept silent, my bones became brittle from my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was drained as in the summer's heat. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not conceal my iniquity. Here it is. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. If we are looking for genuine repentance, there should be no hidden sins. The Bible teaches us that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. So in the end, it doesn't matter how much you've messed up. He still wants you to come back home. So come on. Let's let's go home to God. Let's, Let's risk missing out on our sin for something better, his forgiveness. Let's ask God to remove our guilt and our sin. Let's take full responsibility as we confess our sins to him. For he is faithful to forgive us and to wash us clean with his amazing grace. By the beautiful blood of his son Jesus. The one who longs to wrap his arms around us is waiting and he's praying that we would come back home. It may seem like a long way, but it isn't. It's as close as a prayer. Let us pray. Oh, Father in heaven, God. Be gracious to us. God, help us to examine our lives. Sometimes we sin and we've gotten so used to that particular sin in our lives to, God, we we just don't know how to live without it. So, Jesus, we, we ask that you help us by the power of your spirit. You teach us that uh, in your word that it is your spirit that lives within us which empowers us to no longer be enslaved by sin. God, it is tough when we when we know that there's a sin that we love. And so God, we, we ask that you capture our heart afresh and show us that you are much better. God, as we look forward to Celebrating Palm Sunday and Good Friday and Resurrection Sunday. God, help us to know the reason why you sent your son. To free us from sin. Father, we thank you. We love you. And we look forward to living every day with you in eternity. It is your son Jesus' name we pray these things. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcdhh.com. We'll see you next week.